Welcome back to Topicocalypse, the only podcast on the internet where four, sometimes more, individuals gather around the table and talk about things they may or may not know anything about. I am joined here by Brian Kane, PhD, not a real PhD. Big Dog, Justin Linehan, and Denial Nitsky, Nitsky. We all scream for that. Nitsky. Guys, nice. Nice. Um, we're coming at you live from a piano bar uh, that's on the other side of the wall. Um, we're in the back room of Speakeasy. What's the password to get in? Yeah, you don't Not know. three times, but four. We don't know. We don't even know how we got here. Alright guys, i got a topic for you. This is a... Everyone, I'm gonna go VH1 Classic on you for a minute. Mm-hmm. Top of video? Oh yeah. Everybody love loves yeah, a rags to riches <clears throat> story. I thought you were gonna say comeback story. <laughs> Jeez. Um, well, and everyone likes a good comeback story. I thought you were going to go ranked times since we listened to it. Okay, so J.K. Rowling. Or I'm going to talk about her. Author of Harry Potter. Right. Uh, you know, apparently she writes screenplays now. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. De- decent movie. Um, yeah, she. So I love her and I hate her. Okay, I'm just. I have some notes here that I want to go over. He is serious. So she wrote a strongly worded letter <laughs> on some great paper. Uh, that was all that was in the printer. Yes, I see it here. That's called Chevron, by the way. It's got some yellow, squiggly, blue, red, purple lines. Chevron. Chevron. Yeah, what they said. Um, all right. So J.K. Rowling. She started out single mom on welfare. Okay, uh, after her marriage failed. Yeah, as well as what she says. After her marriage failed, they claim she claims to be have been diagnosed with clinical depression and contemplated suicide. But Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Self-diagnosed or professionally diagnosed? Well, she's it's just a diagnosed, but Sorry. it seems like with artists, like everybody wants to say that they contemplated suicide. Mm-hmm. And there's a clear difference between like thinking about what it would be like to die and then actually wanting to kill yourself. So I don't know like how I, I don't. I don't know if like I don't have enough information to know whether or not this claim is true. But so, so kind of if it's like it's you're standing on top of a three-story building and you wonder if you could survive the fall, you're not gonna jump, but you still sit there and envision it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's different than if you're planning out your steps. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to stop the pain or the. I want to yeah. stop the. Or it's like I have this gun or I have this rope that can go to this case like. Exactly. Because the thing is that this this stuff wasn't written until after she became famous because, you know, obviously until she wrote Harry Potter, nobody really cared. The stuff about her struggle with depression and suicide or just the, all the information about her life that's on the internet. None of it was written until okay. after was Harry, was Harry Potter her first book that she ever wrote or did she Yeah, so... Um, no, it was Harry Potter was the first one. She wrote this while she was like working in some government uh, branch in London. But uh, she was so she finished the book in 1995, and she it was picked up by Bloomsbury Books, but it was rejected by 12 different publishers who who turned her down. And I'll bet like now they probably feel really stupid for not. Congratulations! Yeah, they just joined Fox. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, she was given a $1,500 advance in euros, um, and they told her not to quit her day job because uh, children authors don't usually make anything. And then, now look at what she's done now. Like she has 
uh, literally shaped the imaginations of not just our generation, but generations still like behind us. Like that, like kids, you go to Universal Studios now, and there are kids who maybe they're like five or six, and they're in, into Harry Potter. They know all the characters. They've read all the books. So a little the problem with that is that because the parents are our age and teaching them this stuff instead of them. I think it's kind of like Star Wars. Yeah, but it's still prevalent in schools. Like, you go to public schools, they have Harry Potter in the library, and it's still it's still culturally relevant, especially with, like, Fantastic Beasts and the uh, Cursed Child, which is in, like, uh, Broadway. Is that musical, or is it play? It's a play. And it's... She's, she's still relevant. Like, she's still relevant. So that's what's making people want to go back and read the books and kind of follow the stories. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, she was... So the original print only had 1,000 books made, and now if you have them, they're valued at about $30,000 a piece in American dollars. Um, so then she was picked up by Scholastic for 100, uh, they bought the rights to the Harry Potter books for 105,000 US dollars. So to give you something to compare that to, um, what's the, the late Ellie Young that wrote the Fifty Shades Grey novels? She was, she was a lonely housewife that started out writing um, Twilight fan fiction, and her books, picked up so well on the indie authors, uh, whatever those sites are, that they bought it, the, the company that publishes those books bought the rights to them for $3 million. Damn. So wow. that, and it, just to give you that comparison. Um, so anyways, so those are very poor representation of the media community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in 2004, Forbes named her the first person to become a US, US dollar billionaire for, for writing books. So that's, I mean, that's that's very impressive. And then she Question. was, yeah. Is there any truth to all these posts I see on Facebook that she was a billionaire, but then was the first person to ever become less than a billionaire of all of her donations to charitable causes? I don't know about the donations. I know that she was a billionaire, and she's actually the second richest female entertainer. Behind Oprah? Uh, and that was in, this, this thing was taken in 2004, so... Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, Last so. year, her value was estimated at about seven hundred thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Can you, imagine? <laughs> um, you didn't. I mean, we have a video. Please yeah, check us out on YouTube. <laughs> uh, but denial at the same time. Bitch, pinky. Yeah. So yeah, it's just crazy. Like, what do you guys think of her? So like, she. You know, Harry Potter has they has sold over four hundred million copies as of June of two thousand seventeen. Do you like she? Do you think that she has kind of lost track of like the the rags that she came from and is kind of because now she's in the news all the time. She's tweeting at Donald Trump. Like, should we should we care about her as a political mouthpiece? Well, not about a political mouthpiece. Sorry, I was like, no, but she's influencing the younger people so she wants to get involved and, but my thing is okay right did, is she a citizen of the US or of England she's uh, London okay yeah. so that's England UK UK whatever <laughs> but so if the, my whole thing is like if you're a citizen of another country you cannot decide because you cannot you have Canadians right like, so Canadians are more locally you know closely impacted by their problems. Right. So like what um, Trump says, you know, and does the 
But if you're in England, in the UK, yeah, why, yeah, why, why not? You're, you're, you're a pond away. Exactly. So you're you're a whole thousands of miles away or whatever, and you don't you're not affected by it. Like right. Mind, mm. mind your business. Yeah. That's, that's well, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. No, that, I can understand. You know, people here in the U.S. that are directly affected by Trump's choices or his cannabis choices or Senate or whatever. But it's kind of hard for me to people like in in Europe or anything like that that have problems. It's like, why would you? But What's the point? Because she she has such a massive following in the U.S. But what does her saying these things about the the Trump really do for anybody? Like besides like make her feel relevant? This is a video. Yeah, I feel like this is. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from her. What those books were, my life. Growing up, but that was—that was ten years ago. Take your money and run. Like you can have your beliefs and all that, but you shouldn't be openly trying to argue with the quote-unquote. And this is what the president's supposed to be: leader of the free world. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you have your right to do that because we're human and every human has the right to express themselves. But then you see all the public going, it's like, it's it's, these, it's the famous people that have a responsibility to push back against the government. To, it's not why. No, that's just everything you're saying. I don't really don't know why. Because they're influential. They've got, they've got lots of followers. She can move the needle. Yeah. There's literally nothing that she can do to influence politics here, though. No. All she can do is start another... Shitstorm. She can create people versus other people versus government. She can create a movement. Like she can move her part. Right. And yeah. there's a movement. Like she, like, I've like never Donald, Donald Trump is Bob Moore and she's Harry Potter. I don't know. I've never seen a a pop culture phenomenon like Harry Potter, though. Like it is absolutely ridiculous. So let, let's go back onto her, her later writing career after Harry Potter. So in 2011, she released The Casual Vacancy. And it almost surpassed the Dan Brown novel, The Lost Symbol, just because it had her name on it. So I, I sent you the, the article about um, how she got a pseudonym to write her detective novels, the Cormoran Strike novels. And, um, you know, they weren't selling very well. And then her publisher actually outed her as J.K. Rowling. And then the sales for the book started to skyrocket after that. Do you, I mean... What are, you, what, are you, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I don't know. This is like one of those that's right up there with slap Star Wars in front of a shitty movie and it'll make millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Right, right. Hundreds of millions of dollars. It's the same, it's the same yeah, thing. Right? It's, it's a label. It's, it's a, you're paying for the name. It's the name. So do you think the publishers like had every intention from the beginning, though, of putting her name on? Of course. They're like, oh, we'll give you your Robert Galbraith, but... Yeah, make me money. Yeah, I think they saw the sale trends and they're like, they they had a gold mine and they wanted to tap into yes. it. Um, but yeah, so like that that's her post Harry Potter stuff. Was there? Can I make a comparison to her? Yeah, yeah. It's like the Sex Pistols had one good album, Ooh. and then after that, trying to do things not really relevant, people weren't interested in them. Right. I feel like she kind of. Look, she had her series and it was great, all time great. And it's gonna continue to sell. It's going to continue to sell. And that doesn't mean that she should be taken away from the ability to write, but I think her trying to 
right under a false name, that I feel like that's tickling your ego because if that gets yeah. the same kind of selling, then you're like, wow, I'm a good writer. But then in reality, wow, no one, not the same, no one cared about the book, but it was just like, oh, you said, you know, people turned it down because it didn't stick out. I believe is what I read about. That. Right. So with it not sticking out, that's an ego hit for her. And so with her, you know, then the name goes on it and then it sells. She can, you know, act upset or whatever, but that's her, you know, trying to, maybe she's genuinely trying to prove herself and say, I'm more than just this Harry Potter. I'm trying to be more than just a one hit wonder. Stick to what you know, what you're good at. The thing, the thing with this though, is that like, even if she were to have put her name on the books originally, people still would have liked them. Like I read them. I thought they were okay. Like I, well, and that's just it. There's a difference between okay and all-time great. Yeah, yeah. Not everything she does has to be gold, but her name turns it to gold. So do you think, like, publishers take advantage of that little Absolutely. Fact? It's money. Yeah. Money it? moves the world. J.K. Rowling. Yep. Um, all right, so so we're just going to keep going through her career here. Uh, her, now she's doing screenplays. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, where to find them, and her plays out on... What do you guys think of that movie? Never saw it. I like it. Shocker. To what? Uh, Fantastic Beasts World. Like, I enjoyed it. Originally, I wouldn't have gone backwards in the timeline just because they, they mentioned enough about that stuff during the books that I didn't have cared to go forward. And I feel like... Do you feel like she was doing it to try to get more... be relevant in 2010? Yes. Because she lost her relevancy in... Yes. Yeah. Whenever, oh, whenever the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part yeah. 2 ended her... Because that, that was the last, because the book finished way before that, obviously. Well, and I did the movie, which is when people are still saying, oh, book by J.K. Rowling. But she did, she did go forward in the series. It, it was either a play or it was, it was, a, it was either a play or it was a. Is the, the curse in the stage with the horse? Uh, is the, the <laughs> curse. Was that canon? I have no idea. It's the cursed child. And there, that was a play, and there, she's denying that they're going to make a movie oh. out of it. And Warner Brothers has already purchased the rights to. Uh, they've already filed trademarks for Cursed Child Part 1, 2, and 3, the movie. Wow. And they said the, the idea is that once Fantastic Beasts is up this like eight-year run that has left, the characters from Harry Potter are going to be old enough to play themselves in the play. Or in the, the adaptation the of the play. Yeah. It's going to be like The, the Hobbit. Yeah, exactly. After, after, um, That's a good segue. So I just I want to close this topic. Oh, yeah. Full circle boys. Yeah, I want I want to like jump into this question here. So what do you guys think? False. Do you guys think that? Um, where would you guys rank Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings? Star, Star Wars, Wars, Harry Potter. Rings, Harry Potter. What are you taking into account? In books and in movies and uh, box office numbers. Box office oh, oh, numbers. Okay, I'm sorry, you're talking about like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Yeah. Like a Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. I'm talking about how much profits it's made. Oh, what like what the numbers or what we think the number is? Just by movie, just in the movies. Profits from the movies. Star Wars. Just Uh, the movies? Star Wars. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In that order. There's more Harry Potters than there are Lord of the Rings. Okay, so Star Wars has made eight point eight billion dollars total box office. From one through eight. For all of them that are out so far. And that came out in, what, 1977? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Harry Potter has made $7.7 billion, and that's been out for 12 12 years. Lord of the Rings has only made $2.9 billion. Okay, but... but, I like that as only. But (laughs) Star Star Wars made a lot of money back in the day. What is the... The value so of that now. Well, inflation, inflation, adjustment, adjustment, all that other stuff. 
Well, either way, you find Star Wars is still number one. Well, yeah, even with the handicap. Yeah, yeah, so, 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 so Star Wars has how many films now? Eight, eight nine, eight, nine. With no, a real one. Ah, uh, for your real one. Ten. With Han. Eight. Well, that's yeah. not included in this yet. So nine. 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 So nine films versus there was eight for Harry Potter. Well, nine with Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 so do you think that if, you know, if there's ever a break in Star Wars, do you think that Harry Potter, the Harry Potter franchise is going to surpass them? I think it oh, will. Hold on. Hold on. This, this is box office and not like box TV. office numbers. Uh, this is just total, total profits the movies have made, revenue. So like, well, no, we could, eh, I would if she can pull it off, then there's a chance to pass it. But with all the you know, with all these kids coming up in their no offense, their families, where <laughs> that that swear by Star Wars the rest of life, families. that if they keep buying, you know, they'll still buy movies for their grandkids and their great grandkids. Is this? I don't think you're gonna ever stop Star Wars. I think Star Wars has a broader source material. So, what, what do you think? Creative mind and mind. Yeah, it's not just one person, it's a group of people. To gener- uh, people in our generation and the generations coming up behind us, do you th- what, what do you think is more culturally, is going to be, in about 10 years, going to be more culturally relevant, Star Wars or Harry Potter? So, so basically, just is space or witchcraft going to be more? Well, so who has the longer? Right, who has the longer, better track record here? Self love, way longer, better, way track proven. But but here's the thing: Harry Potter has the advantage of Harry Potter attracts females way better than Star Wars. Yeah, but I feel like, but I feel like Star Wars is just trying to go that direction. They're trying to, but I don't think Ray is that character. That is no, Ray that, that character? Girls are latching onto another girl. No, no, I saw no, a lot no, of Halloween costumes. They're, no, they're they're latching on to Adam Driver. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes, yes. Adam Driver. Did you say cauliflower? <laughs> um, no, but the thing I think for her that Harry Potter has going for though is it has, like in my opinion, it has a more like human story. Like no offense, like Star Wars obviously space aliens, but I mean as, as far as like appealing to our humanity and our emotions, I think Harry Potter does a better job of that. Harry Potter's in every more. Relatable to the everyday person, but Star Wars is the classic hero's journey, which yeah. we're so accustomed to watching, and it's fairly rinse and repeat with some sort of different avenues. Right. Yeah, I always tell people, um, you know, I always say like, "Hey, I like Spider Man better than Batman," and that's because like Batman has a yeah a sort of whatever interesting backstory, but Spider Man is the everyman's hero because Spider Man relates to every aspect of. Has a girl who's awkward against her. Yeah, he's not a billionaire. Has to balance a job. Like Spider Man really is all of us. Um, And so um, we none of us have magic, and that's like your quick way out. Versus you don't know you you don't know the personal life. (laughs) I make things disappear. It's called shoplifting. (laughs) No, but I think with Star Wars, is there's you know. No one has like superpowers. They have guns and stuff. So that's like the behaviors they have are more every day. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the well, I guess you know what the force. But but still, they're also you know right. they're the underdogs. It's a true you know it's underdog. Everyone makes underdogs story because you've got you know the empire. You've got, you've got everyone that's got the force. Does it strike back? Every once in a while. Sometimes it returns. Sometimes it returns. Or awakens. You never know. know. But you know, I mean, like you have you know Darth Vader. It sucks, all right? right? We have Kylo Ren, you know, they're like bigger, more, there's more, um, 
evil for them to defeat. You know, there's more evil forces. There's bigger ships. There's more ships. There's different firepower, stuff like that. There's moons that aren't moons. Then you've got the Jedi. You've got the Resistance that are right. the rebel stuff. There's always dark smaller. wizards. Yeah, but they're not. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not. So this is where I think Star Wars has a better, op- not better opportunity, a better visualization of affecting the entire world okay. versus yeah. Harry Potter affects the small world that it exists in. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. is like a subpopulation of the rest of the world. Because at right. any time when, when Voldemort is attacking Hogwarts, you're not thinking, oh, what's happening in that that's all this country. Yeah, that's always been my beef with the books, is that like oh, you know, you can notice something like that. But Star Wars, there's more at stake in Star Wars. But right. at the end of the day, Star Wars' story is is actually I hate to say it, but Star Wars is actually seems like it might be going somewhere. Had they have plans for future stuff, whereas Harry Potter's oh, so No no no, but I mean, you know, they have another trilogy plan, they have some side stories planned. Harry Potter, I don't know if you guys read The Cursed Child, it's just it's almost a rehashing of Harry Potter. Well, we've never seen that before. Spoiler alert! But yeah, if if that if that if that franchise doesn't evolve, it's going to fizzle out pretty quickly. I think Harry Potter would be better as a like a Game of Thrones style series, like hardcore series. No, but I mean, like he's gonna get. They make that. It's called the show called Magicians. No, I'm saying more like character development. You can take longer to still tell it out because when it goes so fast. I don't know. Thank God. Not kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wraps it up for me. Man. Yeah. Pretty good day. All right. Yeah. Well. Thanks, Jake. Here, Raleigh. Yeah. You really helped shape my childhood. Yeah. We love. Awesome. Why I say shape or shape? Shape. Shape. Okay. We we love your books. We love your ability to influence our imagination. I but we we hate your political tweets. All right. Full yeah. Shot. Yep. All right, guys. Well, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast.com, YouTube, and other great podcasting outlets around the world. Uh, also, you can send us an email at topicocalypse at gmail.com, and we will read it on the air if that's something you'd like us to do. Uh, um, did I, am I, I feel like I'm missing something. Twitter, Instagram. Yes. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Working on a Patreon page, patreon.com slash and we're going to have some guests coming up here soon. So, And we have video of this on YouTube. Yes. The two of you, the red of you, square of the white. Thanks for listening, guys. Brank here from Super BS, talking about the things you know you love and the things you'd love to know. Join us weekly for a podcast about video games. Mostly. Oh, yeah. Denial. I don't know. What do you got for us? Alright, so I'm not one big on conspiracy theories. Dude. But until... Brilliant. I'm going to tweet this to Fox News. Right? Seriously. It's not like Jones is all Everybody. Just a sponsor! So... <laughs> Water making the frogs game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing that one. But, so... With whole big pharma running the country. That topic. Which it has for a long time. Right. So, background, the guy that cuts my hair is also a lead pastor at a church in Westminster. He has diabetes. And so he decided he was tired of taking insulin. He was tired of doing all these you know, medications. So he was going to change his diet, change it up, took out bread, a whole bunch of bread. You know, he washed what he ate. His uh, doctors after that, he, they took his blood work, non-diabetic. 
Period. Yep. Here he is. Congratulations. Nice, man. Doctor's like, what is he doing? He goes, what's up? He goes, oh, you know, maybe you should start introducing bread back in. We'll give you this new insulin. So dude didn't have diabetes because he changed the way he ate and the way he was working out. Right. And now the doctor's like, no, you know, we need to give you more. You need to go back onto that food. Give you more diabetes? We need more diabetes, basically. You need to get diabetes back because all we want to do is obviously medicate the symptoms and not the actual issue. So what really brought this to light for me is yesterday, uh, well, Sunday, my daughter woke up sick. And yesterday I stayed home with her because we were both off for the holiday. And she was just hot, you know, hot. To, her fever was it insane. Blue or is it? So that's the thing. So finally, I think I take her urgent care because her temperature is 103. And I'm like, I'm freaking out a little bit. Yep. You know, I don't see anybody in, the, in her eyes. Like, she was, like, totally distant. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're, you're, we're going to urgent care. Who's so I went to urgent care. Um, God bless those people. But they're like, okay, what's going on? We tell them how long it's been going on, whatnot. Doctor's like, okay, it looks like she has flu, but we're going to go ahead and do a chest x-ray. We're going to swab her throat for strep throat. We're going to do three other tests. I'm like, all right. So we do all that. Surprise, surprise. Nothing wrong with her chest x-ray, no strep throat, everything comes back. She's like, okay, I think she has the flu. She got the flu shot this year, which coincidentally, they gave people the wrong sh- flu shot to fight the strain that's going around right now. The ball. So, that is that. So she got the flu shot, and it didn't work. It might have worked. Who knows, she could have gotten it sooner. This thing here or there. So then the doctor's like, okay, where's your pharmacy? Well, I just changed insurance to work because we had to. Then we have Kaiser now. Didn't know that you had only go to Kaiser pharmacies until in Kaiser doctors. So the urgent care is covered by Kaiser. I went to one urgent care, like, no, we don't take Kaiser, the one down the street does. Mm-hmm. So they had a paper with address and map. At least they told you about that before you did your thing. Which should be paying so much out of pocket. Exactly, which was amazing. And so $20 copay later, which God bless that, is okay, we're gonna give her a prescription for Tamiflu which is their new latest drug that shortens the effects and the um, symptoms of your flu from like five days to three. Go to Rite Aid, she's like, we're on back order of the generic brand. She went 25 mile radius from where I'm at. Nobody had a generic. She goes for the name brand of Tamiflu, the legit one, the legit whatever, and within a five mile radius there was none. She's like, okay, but if you go, I don't know if your insurance is until I have Kaiser. She goes, oh, you can't do it anyways. It's like, otherwise you're paying out of pocket. And she's like, and honestly, that's pretty high. But she's like, you're probably looking somewhere around 500 bucks. Yep. Just for this. I'm like, so let me just straight. So coincidentally, we gave the wrong strain of flu shot. You're out of the generic Tamiflu, but you have the name brand where Tamiflu actually gets all the money. It just seems so such a weird coincidence to me that this is going on and on top of the whole diabetes thing. It's like they just want to treat the symptoms and not the actual disease. Well, they want to make money. That's important. To them. Exactly. And then my wife's like, why are we running all these tests? Well, because they can. Because <laughs> you're going to build the insurance for everything. You know, the, the doctor's like, yeah, I think she's got the flu, but we'll check everything else. Like, why? I, I appreciate you don't go wrong, but then they didn't want to let us leave. Like, oh, you guys can stick around, you know, she's sticking around five minutes, her temperature's down to 101 from 103.3. That's a win in my book, after they gave her children's Tylenol 
net to anxiety profile, so I dropped it. Oh, well, you know, her heart rate's a little higher. What's going on? brought her in, she was ready to go to sleep. Maybe she was nervous. Right, and then after that, she was nervous, but again, they leave and to go back in there. You know, I'm like, the nurse is like, well, the doctor really wants you to stay. We can't force you to stay. I'm like, I asked my wife, I'm like, what do you want to do? She goes, really? I'm like, let's go. you feel like they would do that to you if it was just you? Or you think they're taking advantage of the fact that you have a kid in there and as a parent, you're willing to do anything for your kid to protect them and all that? So that's one thing, too. It's like, my wife's like, if it was just me and my wife, we would have probably been gone. Or I would have probably stayed and just fallen asleep in the room like, y'all wake up later. Mm-hmm. But for my wife, and she, I was apparently obviously on the same page as her. I'm like, whatever you want to do, I'll do. She's like, oh, we need, let's just go home and go eat. She's like, you can stay because my wife can administer after work. She's like, I'm going to go home. You guys can come home later or whatever. I'm like, no. And my daughter's like, I want to go, I want to go with mommy. We want to leave together. I'm like, all right, let's go. So then she's like, well, let me go talk to the doctor. Five more minutes go by. Okay, well, it wasn't really her heart rate or it was the temperature. I'm like, wait, you guys just changed it on us. And I was like, this is turning into some bullshit. Right. So they're trying to find other things that they can test and do that they can charge the insurance for. I'm like, we're out. Now we go outside. We get her home. Her temperature's 98.8. Literally 10 minutes later. And the works, man. It's just like it's all over use. So they just wanted to run more tests that weren't really going to prove anything. Yeah. And luckily, well, you know, they can luckily, just, luckily, Kaiser Pharmacy had the time of flu and only cost us 10 bucks. That's good. The justification that they have from a medical professional is that if they don't do those tests, and something comes back and it's more serious that isn't treated by Tamiflu, you as the person can sue them for everything. Right. So they have to, on their end, because, you know, their Hippocratic Oath and all that is, we have to take care of people, we have to do no harm. They have to eliminate every possible thing that could be wrong with your child, and that might mean extraneous tests and all that, but they don't consider... It's almost like there's no logic... There's logic to that, but there's also no logic. Right. We call that the Dr. House formula. Yeah. Dr. House. I love that show. Now they have a new one. Coming Such out. a great formula. Kind of like yeah. Times however many episodes it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eight seasons? I don't know. Last two were awful. Yeah. It had a really bad ending. It had a musical episode. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, they, so, it's, now we're on conspiracies and medical stuff. It's, People think like it's it's assumed that there is a cure out there for HIV. Look at and for cancer, and for cancer. Look at Magic Johnson. This proof of he like he had enough money for something, but the and there's like it's not necessarily a cure. It's a prep. Well, yeah, yeah. So you can take prep and it makes it so that it's undetectable and you can't pass it to anybody. But what happened to the guy that ran the pharmaceutical company who increased the price of whatever pill that it was? I can't remember which one it was for. Oh, it was like it was like an astronomical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he increased the price of like six hundred percent, and he stepped down and they got arrested after. Yes, yeah. but there, there's actually a college in Colorado that claimed to have had found a cure for HIV, but uh, it it never was able to go to drug testing, and it's assumed that it's because the uh, block it. That well, yeah, the companies that make like the the um, treatment, and, treatment drugs, the treatment drugs that slow it down. Are stand to lose significant profit if the disease becomes curable. And then the, and then the government is their kickback too. Right. Well, that's like the well, how the oil industry, diamonds, they they buy the surplus product to keep the market high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Maybe like, yeah, this, they don't want you don't want to flood the market with all this stuff. It'll, maybe it'll make everything drop. Yeah, you are putting a price on human life. Congratulations. Well, because you hear all the in Puerto Rico too. Yeah, just saying like they do with the stuff that just yeah, dollars. Well, I've heard, I've heard in like the ultra rich like like Saudi Arabia, like with like the princes who are worth like billions of dollars, that they they have had they used cures for cancer, HIV, and a bunch of other stuff. They they. I've just heard it's like conspiracy rumors. Yeah. But they say that, that there there are stuff out there if you're rich enough, you can if you're there are stuff to, to do stuff. That South Park joke for Magic Johnson was it's you just have to give them a bunch of money and then they grind the money <laughs> and extract them out of the that but that's the analog. That then right. that's the bridge to it is that if you have enough money you can cure it. Because you're not using conventional yeah. methods. You you're you're pushing the boundaries here. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So the prep pill is supposedly pretty successful. It's like a what? What is the prep pill? So the prep pill is something you go on. It's like an antiviral type thing. It basically prevents you from it. It's like your. It's I think it's your T cell count goes to. It's not. It's undetectable to where it's not higher, which is causing the red flags, which is a symptom of HIV. I don't quote me here, medical people. The second thing is that. <laughs> that's educational empty. Um, the, the second thing that it does is it also prevents you from spreading it to other people mm -hmm. so if you're on that regime which I still think is fairly expensive but not as bad as when the guy inflated that person is it, so does it do anything to like help cure the disease at all or does it, it, does it, cure it, it stops the spreading it, of the it stops the spreading and it stops you so it's it's not a cure as to where oh you take this pill and it's gone forever but you're doing the next best thing which is you're not spreading it to other people which is really important but you're also yeah. not getting the symptoms which are affecting your life and everything else so it's not a cure but it's it's okay it's something give them some apple juice water it's a cure all if you have if you have it that's your option, but it works. There's a lot of people who take it. It's very successful. Um, a lot of the one thing that I would like to see is that that guy who inflated the price. I think he could have reversed all his damage by saying, "I'm going to donate one billion of these pills to nations in Africa." Yeah, where aid is relevant. I think that would at least have taken off some of that media storm that was out to just we're going to kill this guy. Yeah. I don't think so because you see all the people that they, they always have these reports of like you know you donate to these big charities and they only receive like one percent of your donations. Right. But it's like you said you donate the pills. You say here's these pills. Here you Africa. It's running rampant. There. It's running like wildfire. Sorry, it's not point. But you donate to them and you're gonna start stop the spread. It's gonna be at least that goodwill gesture where you can actually see an effect of it. Right. And then and that's not costing him hardly. Exactly. And then from there you say okay. Well, the flip side is still a profit for him because you just have all this news coverage of look what this guy did. This guy did. Look, well, look at the. It actually does work. Helps humanity. And now everyone's gonna be like, okay, you know what? Let me figure out. Well, who's to say people aren't gonna invest in that? Accounts. Who's to say people aren't gonna invest in that and say, you know what? Let's get more of these people these yeah. things. Or, or you know, mortgage their house so they can get the service right. so they can get the pills for their kid or for right. their uncle or whoever, their loved one. So I mean, it, honestly, it would have. He would have done done win win essentially and told print about it. I should have. I should have. It's all about yeah. money, man. People love money, and we we like like we were discussing before the podcast. You people do put a price on human life. 
50 pesos. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 the Puerto Rico thing, like they withholding aid from people so that they could profit off of it. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, people without electricity out, without clean water, so like coming to Edward for we have a distributor down in Puerto Rico, like we did a huge like collection at work of cases of water and stuff like that just to send to employees of the parts distribution center down there. It was so bad. Like, there's people that couldn't, still can't go to work because there's still no power. You, you know, you can't rebuild because people are holding on to all this stuff. It's just... It's like the same, it's the same, it's the same thing as war profiteering. Right. Well, so, that's, you, know, you know where else this happens is in a... <laughs> Sorry, I'm a crowd shit. I'm to tweet this. Uh, no, I, I was going to say about like college basketball, specifically like Rick Pitino, who's under a lot of fire, or at least was last year with the, the Adidas sponsorship of the school. Yes. So the so if you guys don't know about this, Adidas said we're going to give the school you know two million dollars, and Rick Pitino takes ninety eight percent of that for himself. Jeez. And leaves twenty five or like ten grand. For the school, yeah. he's like, I gave the school ten grand, and he keeps. That's what one point nine. Until he got fired. Nine. Yeah, but there was other like Nike got nailed too. Adidas, um, it was bad. Like USC got nailed. UCLA, Oregon. Well, dude, no, yeah. Oregon's Nike. Yeah, they got nailed too. But like but the big, the big four schools that got nailed, they got taken out in handcuffs. It's that seems like it would be a bigger problem for like college teams because in the NCAA players aren't allowed to accept like there's there's gear based on players like there's action figures there's jerseys there's football cards it's a billion dollars it's a billion dollars yeah you're not allowed to um, the, the players aren't allowed to profit off of that but the schools get the money for it which is why you don't see any NCAA football games anymore by EA Sports right because yes. the students people were they were collecting money off of students that weren't getting anything from it. So it was straight, basically straight profit for EA. Yeah. Because they don't have to pay out to the college students. And a bunch of college students and college, you know, got lawyers and like, this ain't fair. If you're going to use our likeness, our number, our name, you're going to get paid. And so they stop making the games. Yeah, and they have every right to be paid. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys know or hear about the guy who, he was a YouTube blogger, he was a kicker on some team. Yes. But then he got had to remove get removed from the team because he was making money off his YouTube channel because of his notoriety from being a college player. Was, yes. it, was it the Colts kicker? No, it was in college. No, oh, the college. college. Okay. That seems like it shouldn't affect anything though. Like if you're well, no, but the guy's making money their argument is the guy is making money because he's associated to the school and the notoriety of the school he goes to. Yeah, I, I guess Dude, these college athletes get did totally did. hard. He just he found a way around the system, and he should have been a hey, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, he's not a player anymore, or he went to another school that's that's popular. Yeah, but how many he's how many state or something? Geez, how, how many college football players actually make it to the NFL though? Like I know I know most of them. Well, if you go, go you can't. You, uh, most of them don't go. Yeah, yeah. you can't really go percentage because then you got to consider FCS, FBS. And you also have to go. Are they free agents when they're drafted? Because on the draft, there's only three hundred people, sixty some people yeah. drafted. So, well, what's the average lifespan of an NFL person, anyways? Ten years. Depends on ten years. It depends on position. 
If you're a quarterback, look at Tom Brady. Yeah, there's a lot of guys over. I feel like a lot of guys are busted, but they were a bust, but they're still on teams. They're not starters or anything at all. But they're fringe players. Look at look at Terrell Pryor. TPZ. He was starting. He came in as a quarterback for the Raiders. And it totally stunk. No, wrong. Terrell Pryor. He was actually at Ohio. He's at Ohio. Who's the quarterback? Terrell Pryor is Terrell Pryor Senior, who is the receiver. He's a wide receiver now. Yeah, he was a quarterback. That that is him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of DeMarcus Russell? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Job of the Hutt? Yes. So, so, so Terrell Pryor, he, before he graduated, he's like, what's my, what's my, uh... See, Job of the Hutt, because he's fatter, because he always goes like this. Batman. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. What was that? One more time? One more time? So Terrell Pryor gets wind that he's not going to be a highly sought after quarterback, so he changes to a receiver his senior year. Now he's... See, uh, wide receiver in the NFL still playing a few of the quarterbacks so he probably wouldn't make it he obviously didn't make it for a couple of years so he went he switched over to the wide receiver where he's now notoriety you know, notable uh, receiver went to the Redskins and then the, then from the Redskins he went to he's a middle player he's, he's, a, he's a middle player Buffalo no Buffalo no Trumpar still on the Redskins still on the Redskins but he was there like supposed to be number one target and did nothing wrecked my fantasy league this year Jerk. He didn't do nothing. He was productive, but he wasn't what everybody thought he was going to be. Well, he's better than he was at a quarterback in the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Barely made my flex. There's a ton of wide receivers in the NFL who were at one point in their football career at quarterback. Yeah, that's why you see a lot of those flip plays like Julian Edelman. Like you see the one in the last the Saints mm-hmm. game with uh, something Sneed, his name is Sneed. Sneed. He was a, a high school quarterback, and he totally missed out on the pass. Wide receiver. Yep. Fourth. Fourth top. Alright, do we want to go back to the closest topic out? Oh, the, the whole discussion <laughs> today that the yeah. government and Big Pharma are doing this. Do you think that in other countries this happens? Or this is strictly a US problem the way our healthcare system is set up? It, it, it's, a global, it's a global problem. It's global to a point, but I think it's the types of care. That you would be in, and like what, how quickly they are to diagnose or not diagnose something. Right. So it's just it's a slippery slope. Well, I hope you look all good to Me too. Just be trying not to. We're staying home tomorrow. Well, any Canada listeners, if you think otherwise, send us an email at topcocklips at gmail.com. Hey. Hey. Uh, all right, so you're going to do Johnny. What about Brian Adams? Uh, Brian Adams. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Podcast.com, <laughs> Google Play, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, and other podcasting outlets around the world. Uh, feel free to send us an email at topicocalypse at gmail.com. Find us on social media at uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and um, I swear I'm forgetting something. Patreon.com slash topicocalypse. All right. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Brink here from Super BS, talking about the things you know you love and the things you'd love to know. Join us weekly for a podcast about video games. Mostly. Oh, yeah.